We are live at CPAC 2016. We just got the news that because Fred Barnes is speaking today, Donald Trump has declined to appear. Is that right, Fred? Well, he certainly declined to appear, and I think that's a mistake on his part. You know, he's had a couple of rough debates. He's gotten batted around a little bit. But he needs to come out and, uh, and, and wave the flag. This is a very conservative group here. A, a lot of Cruz supporters, but there are some Trump supporters here, too. And, and I think he would get an enormous crowd here probably pretty enthusiastic, uh, and, and he's made a mistake by not showing up. Remember, he didn't show up for that debate in Iowa, and, and that hurt him. And this will hurt him among conservatives as well. Yeah, he's a fighter. People like to yeah. see him fight. He'd be here for a fight. Why not? Yeah, well, I don't know why he's backed out, but, but it's a mistake. I mean, he after, uh, after that debate, which was raucous, uh, brutal, uh, particularly the brutality was verbally uh, toward him, uh, this would be a perfect place to come and show that he's still fighting. Um, but what about the policy part? One of the things that's interesting about CPAC is you see, as we're standing here in Radio Row, all the, you know, there's a health care group, there's a tax group. You know, this is a very policy-oriented yeah. presentation. The crowd is just a crowd. They're yeah. fun and everything. Yeah. Policy's not Trump's strong suit, is it? No, it's his utter weakness. I mean, you know, here's a guy that still doesn't have a plan that he can explain about what he's going to do to replace Obamacare on foreign policy after he speaks a sentence or two. Uh, he's at sea. Uh, I mean, those, so when you put together his uh, lack of knowledge on domestic policy and his lack of knowledge on foreign policy, you have a guy who's really bereft on policy. You can't win the presidency without knowing a lot about policy, and it's easy to learn. There are people all over the country and in conservative think tanks in Washington and elsewhere who would love to come and advise Donald Trump. He doesn't have to take their, device, their advice, but he does, he does need knowledge. Uh, and, and without that, uh, uh, he could never... I mean, it's one thing when you're battling three or four other Republicans or more in a primary debate, but think of a presidential debate up against Hillary Clinton. Now, Hillary Clinton is not an attractive candidate, but she's tough and knows a lot. Yeah, and that's one of the two comparisons I make is think about Carly Fiorina, mm -hmm. business person, untested. She never got a question running for president that she couldn't answer because yeah. she had done her homework. Right. And you compare that to Donald Trump, his attitude seems to be, ah, that other stuff, I'll, I'll get the top men, the top mm -hmm. men will handle yeah. it, don't worry about it. Is that not good enough, Fred? That's not good enough for me, and I don't think it's good enough for most Americans, uh, 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 by the way. His lack of interest in learning about foreign policy issues and domestic policy issues uh, is really distressing because I think he still has a, uh, a, a strong chance of winning the Republican nomination. Uh, I mean, that's just not going to work in a general election, not only against Hillary, but against Bernie Sanders or anybody else that, that, uh, that Democrats that, uh, might put up. Now, we've seen this before, and it's not surprising that Sarah Palin, who I liked and wrote about favorably uh, back in 2008, uh, had a chance to become a star and an influential figure in the Republican Party, but she needed to bone up on issues that weren't big issues in Alaska where she was governor. There it's all energy and the environment, but there's so many other issues, and she seemed to uh, uh, lack interest in, uh, in learning about them, expanding her knowledge, and becoming a really formidable figure in American politics. Uh, Donald Trump seems to be following that model. The, uh, there's a... Uh People are trying to figure out a way to bridge their loyalty to the Republican Party, which they feel, with their, perhaps, discomfort with Trump, mm -hmm. disdain for Trump. Mm -hmm. 
are, are voters going to be able to do that if he becomes the nominee, or is it going to be the case of if the Republicans go with Donald Trump, there's a significant segment of voters who just have to leave behind and say, we'll have to go get those votes somewhere else? Yeah, well, I think that's true of Republicans. Lindsey Graham, uh, who's not a Trump fan, he's the senator from South Carolina, uh, says that probably about 25 percent of the Republican uh, voting bloc you know, which is what, I mean, the natural voting block is in the low 40 uh, percents, uh, will leave him. We won't back Trump, and I think there's a substantial chance that that's true, and then there will be a in, an independent, conservative presidential candidate entering the race, which will mean that Hillary Clinton wins. Republicans have this great opportunity. Hillary Clinton is a terrible candidate. The majority of Americans think she's dishonest. She's got the whole problem with her husband and and, and all his problems with women. Uh, young women in the Democratic Party don't even like Hillary. So uh, Republicans have a great opportunity here, but, uh, you know, it's one they can blow. Is there an issue that Trump could champion if he championed it in the right way that would help people bridge that divide? Do you think immigration is not it yeah. because he's already poisoned the well? Yeah. There are people like me who've been longtime advocates for border security mm-hmm. and have been tough about it, but I can't get near Trump because I don't think Mexicans are rapists. I mean, he's really, he's made it mm-hmm. difficult. So he's kind of nuked that, the issue of Islamist terror because he's interjected other things too. Yeah. Is there something left that he could use to kind of say, okay, okay, look, I know we have problems with this. Let's unify on blank. Yeah, well, you know, he talks about trade treaties and how badly they've been negotiated and and how how terrible they are. Uh, but you're right about immigration. I mean, now all the presidential candidates concede that we're going to have to build a wall along the southwest border. We weren't there a year ago or two years ago, but but uh, that uh, the whole uh, belief of Americans on that has changed. A wall will be built by by the next presidential candidate candidate if he is a Republican. Uh, but you know, the only other issue that Trump has really harped on has been trade, and that's just not a big enough issue. Trade treaties, as important as they are, it's hard to make the case that trade treaties alone, or or more than anything else, are responsible for uh, this uh, the plight of the American working class. Uh, Trump may, might maintain that, but I don't think it's an argument that will uh, fly with many Americans. Well, I don't know. Trump is so confident he's ordered another 100,000 T-shirts from China to make the case that tariffs on China are the way to create jobs. He's also ordered 50,000 new hats from Mexico. And he's going to tell all those business owners who make their stuff in China and Mexico to cut that out, Fred. (laughs) We'll wrap it up from CPAC right there. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for joining us. Good. Does really work that well? It, it, it is better quality than this. You're kidding. It's better than my... I, I spent 150 bucks on this back in the day. Yeah. It's better because they've gotten so good now. Yeah. The iPhone's hey, gotten so good. That's amazing. Yeah, and uh, it's actually better because it picks up less ambient noise.